Hope Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hope Gordon Monson today. He'll be back next week. Filling in for Gordon, Tim Lacombe. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line, Tim. Uh, he covers the Utes for the Deseret News. He's got a great Q&A up right now at Des- uh, DeseretNews.com. Uh, conversation with Utah Athletic Director Mark Harlan. He's our good friend Dirk Facer with us on the big show. Hi, Dirk. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good hey, to Dirk. How are you? Today. Hey, thanks, Dirk. How's life with you, my friend? It's good. You know, I just got back from uh, my first trip to Hawaii, All so right. I'm very poor. <laughs> but I'm very tan, and I'm ready to get going. So, you spend a little money over there, did you? Uh, you know, you can't help it over there because everything's expensive. Even, uh, even those nice snacks that a chubby guy like myself enjoys. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on with us, Dirk, and enjoyed your Q&A with, uh, with Mark Harlan. Uh, take us through a couple of things that maybe stood out to you in your conversation with him. You you covered a lot of ground. You know, he did. He was very generous with his time, um, you know, hit him with a variety of topics, and uh, it was kind of an unfiltered thing. We didn't say, he never once said, don't print that or don't say this. He, you know, he stood by his remarks and uh you know, we kind of danced around, uh, not danced around, but we kind of went, included a lot of issues about even playing BYU and Utah State and talking about the state of the basketball program and state of the football program expansion. We went through a variety of topics, and uh, it was very forthcoming, and, uh, you know, he uh, seems to have a grasp on everything that's going on up there right now. What's uh Obviously, he's new. He's got a, he's got a little bit of time under his belt. But uh, what what would you say in talking to him? Uh, does he see as some of the great things going on and some of the challenges that they face? You know, some of the great things that he's had. You know, he thought he he said uh, made it clear that he inherited a good situation. He didn't he didn't come in and have to to rebuild or build anything. That Chris Hill and uh, Cal Brennan and the guys had a good thing going. So he felt they you know he jumped into the job with the you know, running on it on two feet and uh, getting everything done, no hurdles whatsoever. Um, he's big on the experiences for the student athletes. That's something that he wants every University of Utah student athlete to have the best experience possible. You know, a lot of a lot of cliche-ridden things there, obviously, but the fact is, is that he's inherited a good situation. and He wants to take it to the next level. Internally, Dirk, has he made a lot of waves coming in? I one thing that stood out to me is he said he's been doing a lot of listening since he's gone to the job. Is that is that true? How much disruption has he brought? You know, there's there's a little bit of disruption. Obviously, there's some there's a few personnel changes, and you know, there's people retiring like Liz Abel, who worked there for years and years as a sports information director and such. Been some changes in that regard, but I do think he came in and listened. Uh, and, you know, I think he's starting to put his mark on things as, you know, he's making hires to replace some people who've been there a long time and, you know, uh, you know, losing Megan Marsden as the gymnastics coach and things, you know, I don't, you know, they, there's a different University of Utah vibe up there, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a changing regime and the changing times. So I think we're going to see more of his handprint on things as, uh, as we move forward. It's been widely publicized, at least uh, last little while, in terms of of, of payout and revenue uh, by the Power Five conferences. Uh, I know you probably right. talked with him about uh, about that and the payout and where the the Pac-12 is uh, currently in the pecking order. Um, anything interesting come out of those the conversations you had with him? 
Yeah, that's a good point, Bill. He he did say he felt like the conference was heading on a good path to make, you know, decisions in the future, obviously. Um, you know, one of the things the league has to do is the league has to win games and in football and basketball, you know, it's non-conference games. They have to show well. they got to obviously make a much stronger presence uh, getting in the college football playoff, much bigger presence in the NCAA basketball tournament. Those are things the schools need to do. And the conference, you know, they're they're looking for somebody to come in and be a strategic partner as far as TV revenue that maybe give some equity or some payout that they could uh, bridge the gap but until the uh, next negotiation period for TV, which I think ends after the uh, 2024 season. Am I mis? Uh, I that actually stood out to me when he was talking to uh, or talking about Larry Scott Dirk. That his his response didn't exactly sound like a ringing endorsement to me. Am I reading that wrong? No, I agree with you. I was a little taken back, but I asked him because I was expecting, oh, he's the guy, you know. And he he didn't say that. He noted that you know, obviously, that Larry Scott as the commissioner is going to take shots, and you know, and he said it's fair to blame the commissioner for this and that, but. Uh, he, he kind of took the approach. That's for others to decide. He's just working with him and Scott's team and doing what's uh, making the best decisions for the University of Utah. And he said that's kind of where his focus is uh, collectively. But uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement. But uh, you know, the interesting thing about the Pac-12 is you look at the hierarchy. There's a lot of it's run by the by the presidents and chancellors, and then it filters down to the athletic directors. The athletic directors aren't as involved with Larry Scott as. You would think, you know, it seems to be Larry Scott's uh, answering to the uh, to the uh, the big dogs on the campuses, and uh, he kind of filters down from there. Uh, Dirk, what do you think the, the future? Uh, reading the piece, touched on uh, the relationship currently with BYU and the rivalry, uh, and then also uh, a team like Utah State uh, that is. There's a lot of history uh, on the field, on the court, um, with, right. with Utah State. Uh, it seems as though uh, John likes the relationships and sees the value uh, in those. What uh, what can you tell us about where they st- where Utah stands currently with BYU uh, and Utah State and the in-state schools? Yeah, Mark said that you know, he's, he has a good relationship with Tom Homo that just started off, and he's well aware that uh, – Utah and BYU uh, have this rivalry, but he's also aware that the two schools are intertwined. The athletes know each other, grew up competing against each other, and he sees the value in that. And, you know, one thing he said was, you know, if it's in the best interest of Utah and the best interest of BYU to take a year or two off again in football, you know, that's a decision that the same way they would, they would make together. Um, but, uh, so it sounds like you know, he he sees the value of playing BYU and across across the board in all sports. As for Utah State, he uh, kind of gave a short response, but he said that you know that he'd spoken with John Hartwell, the athletic director up there recently, and uh, he said some of the teams, some of Utah's teams will play you the Aggies and some won't. Um, but he said if it's in the best interest of the University of Utah to play Utah State, they take a good look at it. But you know, I've been one of the guys that's been kind of beating the drum here. Uh, silently, it seems like, because no one's listening. But, you know, it's uh, Utah and Utah State are about to enter the, the biggest gap they've had of never playing each other in football, and there's no future meetings planned. And it, I just find it interesting. I know that, you know, there are lots to be said about, you know, a lot of teams in the Pac 12 or Power 5 that don't have two non conference uh, rivalry, uh, rivalries like Utah would with BYU and Utah State. But, uh, 
it seems to be a shame that, you know, Utah's playing Wyoming, uh, San Diego State, Northern Illinois, teams like that, instead of playing the Aggies. Uh, I think as someone who grew up in the state, I hate to see that tradition die, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a Utah-Utah State football game uh, planned for several years at least. Dirk Facer with us from the Deseret News. Dirk, could you get a sense how much pressure Larry Kraskoviak is going to be under this upcoming year? You know, I, I talked about that. Larry has a, a unique contract for his buyout that basically is the, the balance due on his contract. So, it's, you know, we're talking a lot of money there. So there's a pressure. Larry, you know, is determined to get the team back into the NCAA tournament, but, you know, with losing Donnie Tillman now, that they're doing it with sophomores and freshmen, so it remains to be seen what they can do. But, uh, you know, I don't think it's a extremely uh, get-there-or-be-gone situation. I think it's far from that. I think they support what he's doing, especially academically and, and the things he's doing. have to see if these young guys like Timmy Allen and uh, – those guys can step forward, and then this group of freshmen that are coming in make a difference. But uh, you know, basketball is a, a tricky sport, Tim. You know that as well as anyone. That you know, sometimes it's uh, it's getting the right combination of guys, and things can take off. But there's a lot of question marks, obviously, just because of the youth. One thing I loved about Mark's comments was uh, in talking about Coach Krasoviak, who I is a good friend, and, and I have a ton of respect for, for Coach K and, and the guys up on, on the Hill and his staff. Um, he talked about the fact that he wants to be the type of athletic director that is not a, a finger pointer or a negative guy, more so jump in right. and say, uh, you know, what can we do to help? Um, I think that is a – I think that's in terms of just reading this article and having spent a lot of time in the in college athletics – to have somebody like that on your side as a coach, um, you know, and have that message be definitely carved and put out there is really impressive. Yeah, it is. And then that, and that, uh, he stood by that. And, you know, you can see some changes, obviously, with some of the scheduling that Utah is doing in basketball, you know, even adding that San Diego State game at the Staples Center, things like that. You know, they're, they're working to build those, try to get those quality wins that'll get you in the tournament. But, you know, quality opportunities, but they've got to turn into wins, obviously. It's one thing to play these, you know, tough non-conference opponents. you got to win it. And then the league itself has to get off to a really good start in non-conference play. Otherwise, as you know, a bad preseason, the non-conference play can just wipe a conference like the Pac-12 off the board because it's like, boy, they didn't beat anybody in non-conference play. And so... Who cares who wins the league? You know what just, I mean. So and it, then they just end up beating each other up in league. So it just uh, it makes it really difficult. Exactly. You got a bunch of eighteen and ten teams, and and nobody's uh, really a sure thing to get in the tournament. So it, it, it's an interesting dynamic. Dirk, you are the absolute best. Really enjoyed that uh, Q and A with Mark Harlan. We appreciate you jumping well, on the air to talk about it, man. Thanks. Anytime. Thank you, guys.